welcome back to the Manic Podcast. It's season four, episode two. I'm your host, Liam. And sitting opposite me, still through the powers of the internet, is a man who likes every element of his life to be shaken. But don't you dare stir it. It's Tobias. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I don't know what that know. was. I don't Why know, but I enjoyed boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. It's weird, because it is still through the powers of the internet, but we were in the same room yesterday for the most of the day. <laughs> yeah, fact. That is, that is a fact. You know what? We should have stopped playing D&D and just recorded a podcast in the middle. <laughs> we should have. While we sat and had the chilies and the Mexican foods, we should have been like, guys, just sit quietly for about two hours, please. Yeah. While we take a break <laughs> from Liam emotionally crippling you all. Yeah. And, um, and um, we're gonna we're gonna record a podcast. <laughs> it's episode two, Tobias. Yeah. What what we're doing? What we're doing? What are we doing? Well, there's a big old film coming. Big old film. Uh, and that film is No Time to Die. It's the next. I think it's the 25th James Bond film. The thing is, because we're doing James Bond, it makes putting together episode art very easy. Because I know I could just do that, like, kind of. I'm looking forward to what title you give this episode, quite frankly. It's got to be Bond esque. Oh, of course it has. Uh, and I also feel like we need to take out the the normal like jingles and stuff and get Shirley Bassey in to sing everything. <laughs> you know what? I'm still waiting for her reply. Ah, oh, she's terrible at communication. That's she's terrible. So bad at communicating. <laughs> I might have to uh, go next one down and see if Matt Lucas can do his version. Like he he do... the next one down. I only said it because he, him, and um, David Williams before, way before they did Little Britain, they did like a, a radio sketch thing which had some visual to it where they used to do like celebrity interviews as impressions. Right. And um, Matt Lucas used to do a lot of Shirley Batty and it was all him lying on like a Shay Long um, singing the titles just over and over. And it's yeah. what I think of whenever I think of Shirley Batty. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but yes, yeah, so obviously we're going to be talking yeah. a bit about Bond, but we're going to be talking about other spy films generally. Yeah, because I mean, Bond is like the go-to, if you think of spy film. The most famous yeah. of the spies. Really, yeah, uh, it's and been going a long is, time. Considering it's been going for so many years, it's not like you just have to think of the same actor over and over again because we've had okay. so many. Right, okay. So here's the thing: I was going to spring this on you. So if mm. you're if you've got notes in front of you, look away. I mean, I don't have any notes about Bond. Cool. Just right. First start. Are you a Bond fan? Um, I I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore Bond fan. I like the Bond films, not right. as much with Daniel Craig generally, but okay. I do like Bond. We will actually go through all the different Bonds, not exactly yeah. necessarily for the being Bond, but what do we like of their other films even? Yeah. But, right, off the top of your head, yeah. do you know the names and order of the Bonds officially? No. Only? No. Have a go. Give me uh, what I you mean, do I mean, I definitely do. I know the first one is Doctor No. Oh, no, no, no. The Bond films, just the actors. Oh, oh. no. I'm not oh, I'm sorry. asking you on on the, <laughs> on the podcast to name all 25 bars. I you know there. what? That's the kind of stuff you would pull out. Yes, it is. But no, that's, I just that's a very actors. that's a very the us bond. kind of conversation. The, the that bond ends with me crying. Well, number one was Timothy Dalton, wasn't it? No, is it not? Who was the no. first one? You William Hartnell. No. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So right. So the first one, I I'm going to let you change your answer because it's. Is it Roger Moore? Or is that I'm never sure the order. Okay, right. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. The first one. Yeah, he was in Doctor No, 
which, as you've already said, you knew that Dr. No... I know that Dr. No is the first Bond film. It's a a classic quiz question. So, uh, Sean Connery did about six films. Right. Who was the second Bond? Then is it Timothy Dalton? No. (laughs) Then is it Roger Moore? No. Then is it... um... It can't be Pittsburgh's the next. No, it's not. Uh, that, there's been no more, that's it. There is, there is another one. Nope. <laughs> so I have to say, right, I've just got to it and I've gone, I can't remember his name. He's only He only did one. He did. Oh, yeah. What's his name? On Her Majesty Secret Service. Come on, what's his name? I know, oh, George Lazenby. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, it's a name I know. So yeah. George Lazenby was the second one. Yeah. He only did the one Bond film, but it was the only Bond film where Bond got married. There you go. Nice. So who's who's the third Bond? I mean, I'm going to go to Timothy Dalton. Oh, no, it's Roger Moore. <laughs> then is it Timothy Dalton? It, well done. It's, then well, is it Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. Because uh, in uh, my mind, I want to, my mind tells me that Sean Connery came back, but I know that didn't happen. Okay, no, no, he actually did. But the Bond film that he came back for was Never Say Never Again, which is an unofficial Bond. I mean, that's just like, he did a Casino Royale as well, didn't he? It wasn't official. No, that wasn't him. Did, was no. it not? It was David Niven. Which was it really? Official. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew it wasn't official, but I thought that was a Sean Connery. No, no. No. no um, oh, unless Never Say Never Again is a take on Casino Royale. That's possible. It might be, because I'm sure there's a link. But, Hang it, on. I, but it might not, never because say. as I said, Bond is not my strong point. Uh, never. Uh, I've spelled never wrong. That's a that's a good. Oh, never. Never. It, a key letter in that is the V. Um, so, so you just put how we say it in Norfolk. So never. <laughs> no. no. Which makes the great showman song very different. Never. Uh, never again. No. Is it not? I wonder no, what nothing, that, nothing. I wonder what that fact that I've got in my head has come from. I wonder where that's birthed from. I have no idea. No, nothing to do with it. It is like a take on a different one, though. Yeah. Uh, but no, so Sean Connery was our very first one. Yeah. So I would say I haven't actually seen a lot of Sean Connery as Bond. I do no. know that actually Ian Fleming didn't want him to be Bond, didn't like the idea of him as Bond. But he's still kind of rated as one of the favourites. Well, I mean, the thing is, Bond is a very iconic figure. And yeah. even though he's traditionally this image as this classic Brit. Sean Connery is Sean Connery in everything. He is. I mean, you know, he's got an iconic voice. You know that you're going to get a yes, Miss Money Penny, mm. yes. You know, you, you know what you're getting. So actually, what I'm going to do is I'm not because I can answer this one. Instead of asking you what your favourite Sean Connery Bond film is, right? what's your favourite Sean Connery film? My favourite Sean... The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I love the film. Yeah, fair enough. I love me, the film. And I know that a lot of people think it's terrible, but I love it. Uh, for me, uh, not for Sean Connery, but Highlander. Uh, yeah, I'm a big a fan one. of Highlander. Classic. Yeah. But again, right, so you've got a Scot. The, the main character in Highlander is a Scot, and they've got a French guy playing him. But the <laughs> Egyptian stroke Spaniard is played by a Scot. <laughs> I think that Sean Connery was the natural choice for that. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Um, you no, know, for me, it's definitely The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was just very young when I saw it, and it amazed me. It's probably one of the first films that got me into, like, fantasy kind of style stuff. It does bring a lot of stuff together. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit, 
Uh, oh, I see. George Lazenby. I honestly couldn't tell you anything else he has been in. No. No. But same for me. I'd probably say the same for Roger Moore. I cannot tell you anything else he's in. No, but I head. have seen more of his bonds. Yeah, fair. Uh, I couldn't pick a favourite. And I do find that Roger Moore's bond is the one that you find gets spoofed more. It's because it's more, well, it's more spoofable, isn't it? It's, it's, it's more cheesy. classic and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Dalton, I actually, he only did two bonds. Right. They were more politically correct bonds as well. Um, I did his air quotes, which is really good on a podcast. I think people uh, can basically hear them. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I will tell you my favourite Timothy Dalton film, which What's isn't that? a Bond film. Uh, Flash Gordon. He plays Baron of the Tree People. You are a fan of Flash Gordon. You like Flash Gordon. Uh, do you know him from any? I know you know him from something else. I mean, I, I couldn't. Know. I couldn't place him in anything else. Anything uh, at all. If you tell me Roger Moore, I go Bond. Okay. Uh, you would know Timothy Dalton, maybe not from a film, but he played Rassilon in uh, Doctor Who, like one of the Time Lords. Oh, OK. It does a big speechy thing. Yeah, um, you know, Time Lords like doing big speechy things. They, they love it. Yeah. They, they do a lot of talking while the world burns. Well, yeah, they do, as you do. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got the time. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, next, Pierce Brosnan. Now, I would say that Pierce, good old Pierce, was my Bond because he was the first one that He's I saw. He's my Bond as well. Uh, he was like Bond when I found out really what Bond was properly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to jump you on this one. Gonna I'm going to do a three, two, one, and as soon as I said one, I want you to say what your favourite Pierce Brosnan film is with me in unison. Come on, then. Ready for this? Okay. Three, two, one. Tom Golden Eye. Oh, I thought it would be Golden Eye. Oh, Golden Eye. Golden Eye <laughs> is just a, just so classic. Oh, you mean as as Bond? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant as Bond. Oh, I didn't know that. What's your favourite Pierce Brosnan Bond film? Oh. Uh, it doesn't have enough. to. Be... <laughs> I say it doesn't have to be gone. I just to match with what I've said. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But anyway, Thomas Crown Affair. And actually, it probably isn't. <laughs> it probably isn't. Um, but no, I I imagine it wasn't as my my personal. He's my yeah. Friend. Uh, but then obviously we run into uh, Mister. I hate being Bond until you, I finish my run and I tell everyone I actually loved it. Yeah. My my issue with what a wet right? sock he is, right? What a oh. wet sock. Don't say that to his face. He Oh punch. I will. No, you gonna, won't. You're gonna punch the guy with glasses. You know, like the bigger boys. <laughs> um now I have seen unlike the other Bonds, I have seen all of his thus far. Uh, obviously No Time to Die is his last one, his fifth one, and he's yeah. about to come out. Uh just after the release of this podcast, in fact. Yeah. Casino Royale, I would have a problem with because even though I rec I recognise it as being a good action film, I think it really is only it's Bond a ter- in name. It's a, ter- it's a terrible Bond film. <laughs> it is. It doesn't feel like but, Bond at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, for me, the be- his best Bond film so far is Skyfall. Skyfall, easy. It feels like a Bond film. In fact, it was a bit annoying that actually. All hype from Skyfall, and then Spectre didn't quite live up to it. I will say, I never saw the end of Spectre. Right. I I I got like three quarters of the way through the film, got tired, so I was like, I'll finish this tomorrow, and I just I forgot about it. <laughs> I I didn't find the film that that interesting. Yeah. But Skyfall felt like a Bond film. Oh, and I really enjoyed Skyfall. All of yeah, it. Yeah, no. 
Uh, in fact, I, it's, I think it's easily one of my favourite Bonds. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but no, so those. Oh, what's your favourite Daniel Craig film? So I was just trying to think this. I, I've probably seen him in a lot more than I can remember seeing him in. So I'm going to have to go for the one, the film that I really enjoyed. And actually, we have both commented separately that he was all right in this film, and it's Knives Out. I was going to say Knives Out because it, it he's good in mind, it. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I don't like Cowboys versus Aliens. You know what? I forgot he was in it. <laughs> I I own it, and every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. Every I have time. I have seen it. Um, I don't remember it, but I also don't remember hating it. I think I remember watching it, going, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, Cowboys, Aliens, cool. Cowboys. Aliens. Um, but no. So he's the current one. Obviously, No Time to Die is his last one. It is. So they're gonna end Bond. No, we're, <laughs> no we're more gonna Bond. Get, we're gonna get a new Bond. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe later we'll talk about who we'd like to see as Bond, but not yeah. right now. That'd be right. maybe maybe for a wrap up. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll Predictions. Wrap, wrap. Yeah, that's why um, I did. Obviously, uh, we, we, I think we're going to go on to discuss to the general genre of spy yeah, films, we are. aren't yeah. we? But yeah. before we do that, shall we go into our first segment? Oh, you know how to send chills down my spine, Mister Mandy. That's true. Well, I, that was over I, the top. <laughs> I think it's time to. To, you know, get some action going with a segment that we like to call Character Showdown. In Character Showdown, we pit two iconic characters from TV, film and video games against each other in some sometimes mundane, strange (laughs) and random activities. Yeah. We each pick a character from our own exclusive pot and then we select a challenge from the challenge chest. And then we the challenge chest. The challenge chest. And then we we fight for our combatant. Yeah, we do. So they don't fight, we fight. (laughs) I'm trying to remember how we did it the last time. Did we announce who we had first? And then I think we did, didn't we? And then then... we did okay, cool. So, Tobias. Yeah. Who is in the purple corner? Oh, the purple corner. Ding ding! In the purple corner. We have he's back from the future. He's Doc Brown. Very nice. Doc Brown. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so facing off against Doc Brown in the red corner, a ding ding ding, is Mr. Spock. Oh, you got Spock. Yes, I did. I got Mr. Spock. It was only logical that I'd get Spock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give the the challenge chest a little shaky shake. Just to kind of randomise them. And there is more challenges in here than the length of the series so we've got an excess so there's not yeah. we don't exactly know what's going to come out sure. uh let's kind of do a little shuffle uh right i have selected a challenge from the chest okay let's have a look see what we got so as we said these can be random challenges yeah. from the mundane to slightly more adventurous and fun yeah okay so okay this is this is interesting oh no okay so, Doc Brown, yeah, or Mr. Spock, yeah. who would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Um, right in the zombie. Like, is there technology in a zombie apocalypse? Do things still if work? The zombie apocalypse. Say, we, I think we have to shoot both our characters are here and now. Yeah. Yeah. So Spock's travelled back to this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And the apocalypse breaks out now. Okay. Die first, and I, because of the rules, we have to justify that ours would. Because I also know that who, who, would, 
No, who's racing? Who's racing? We're surely arguing who would survive longer, yeah? Well, the thing is, there is also a who would survive the longest in this chest somewhere. So, what do we want for a win here? <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I know, that's a good point. <laughs> I think it's got to be survived, surely, because you're not going to... Okay, I think the way we'll do this yeah. is because obviously I know for a fact, not that we might not ever put out that who would survive the longest is in. Yeah. If we drew that, we would fight that our person would survive the longest. I think for this, we actually need to justify why the other one persons would die first. Oh, interesting. So actually, you'd get to talk about Spot, but and I get to talk about Doc Brown because I basically you you, can, you you will get a defense statement. I feel. But I've that, I've got I've got to now down. Your character, who's one of my characters, yeah, and I get oh. down down your character, and then once we've each down the character, we could get a nice quick defense statement. I think. Okay, right. You I'm go gonna first. say right yeah. that Ooh. Mr. Spock would die first because he would insist on studying them. He would get too close. He is logical, isn't he? Yeah, and this is a guy who, in one episode of Star Trek, had his brain removed. Carried on. But he had a brain. I mean, he probably would be at home with the zombies, so he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't see him as too much of a threat. He'd probably try to nerve pinch them, realize that didn't work, and get eaten in the middle of it. So he he's logical, but also does does muss up sometimes. So you're so, okay. You're, so you're thinking more of he'd be too distracted by trying to study and learn from them. Yes, because he is a that science he, officer. He'd be overrun. Fair enough. Okay, my yeah. counter argument to that is just a simple counter statement, not too in depth because that would be for the other topic. Yeah. Would be my thought would be that he might outlive Doc Brown on the on the the logic of if he's being logical. I think it would be lo- logical for a survival <laughs> sense to not face a horde of zombies, to try and bolster down somewhere and make a community safe. Yeah. And as a science officer, I think that would be a key element where he he's, he'd be a key player there. So I feel like he might be the logic side of it might be keep safe and distance. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to attack Doc Brown then? I am. Um, simple phrase. He's an old man who is not mentally stable. Okay. Um, uh... <laughs> I I don't have much more to that. He 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 doesn't care about the well-being of other people. He sent a dog into the future. He doesn't care. He, he's he's not stable. Simple as. I, I have nothing more to add. <laughs> okay, so uh, my my statement would be he'd kickstart the DeLorean and go back to the Wild West when there's no uh, zombie apocalypse. Survival. <laughs> I would say he's loopholed himself out of the wind, though, because he hasn't survived the apocalypse. He's jumped back to before it happened. So eventually that apocalypse still has to happen. Yeah, but he'd be dead by then. So he's actually failed before the apocalypse happened. But, oh... And that, ladies and no! gentlemen, <laughs> is how you logic your way out of something. <laughs> oh. oh no! I just didn't want him to die there and then. <laughs> you were just like, let's get him. Let's make sure he's well dead before it. I'm not sure that's how that works, but okay. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Ultimately, yeah. it's not down to us. No. We, we we make our cases. Sometimes badly, sometimes not badly. I'm out of leather. It's all good. <laughs> Depends on the case.
But ultimately, it comes down to you lovely listeners. Because over at Twitter, you'll get to vote on a poll. Just see who you, th- who you thought. It doesn't amount to anything. It's not a big championship. It's just for giggles. Yeah. Just to know. Yeah. Me too. So, me. who do you think would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Doc Brown or Mr. Spock? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's Doc Brown, isn't it? <laughs> it's Doc Brown. Yeah. I mean, uh, mind you. I was so convinced of Dr. Robotnik winning the last one. But then we asked the public, you put a Star Wars character out, even if it's a Wookiee. Yeah. And they're going to win. He would be a fair ruler. He wouldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> be able to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> fair. Okay. So, as we've established last time, we don't have an out- any outros for our segments because outros are for losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was character showdown uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know which way people go because it's yeah. easy to say who would win but it's interesting to go well who would lose first yeah i'm glad we're not keeping a tally of this oh no 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 this is this is more random this is more random because honestly to win this you need to lose so yeah. it's really confusing yeah. so the loser gets a point basically that's bizarre right cool so back to spy film <laughs> Uh, generally, I wouldn't class myself, I wouldn't go out of my way to not watch a spy film, but I don't think I actually naturally gravitate towards them. No. No, I get that. Normally, Um, unless they're one of the big mainstream things like Bond or some of the other big franchises, which I'm sure we'll mention, they seem to be very standalone and very in-depth and sometimes confusing and dark. I've got a list here of yeah. movie franchises. Yeah. So these aren't one-offs. These are, there's at least three films, I think, okay. count as a franchise. Right. So obviously the first one on this is James Bond. We've already Classic. talked about that. Um, I haven't even heard of this one. Bulldog right. Drummond. No, I haven't. Tell you what, 24 films. Oh. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh. Feeling like I should have. What kind of era are we talking like? Uh, actually, we're talking the 20s to the 60s. That, but that's a lot of films for like 40 years. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I don't know anything. I honestly hadn't heard of it. No. Um, Any big names? I'm, I'm now clicking. Let's see. Let's see. Film. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say where. Loads of different actors have played this person. More actors have played this person than Bond. Was this like Bond before Bond was a thing? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock was going to direct a Bulldog Drummond film, but for whatever reason it didn't happen. I feel like I have heard the phrase Bulldog Drummond, but I'm not familiar with it if I have heard of it. I don't know. I don't really recognise the actors, to be honest. No. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's that's one actually almost to rival yeah. Bond that we didn't know about. Yeah. Also, I don't even know how to actually say this, but OSS one one seven. That there's twelve films in this series. Uh, <laughs> it says OSS one one seven is the code name for Hubert Bonsoir de la Bath. Of course it is. What was it again? OSS one one seven. OSS one one seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, say so it again. Uh, no idea. No idea. 
Oh, um, it looks very 60s and 70s. Well, this one ran from 56 to 2009. Wow. That's <laughs> I know. Not that long ago. <laughs> okay. That's uh, scary. Right. Now, I'm going to... I understand... Well, actually, no. You've seen these films, I think, and I actually haven't seen a single one of them. Right. But I was surprised in this franchise to see it's got nine films, they're still going, but I would not have realised that Fast and Furious counted as spy films. I can tell you I've never seen a Fast and Furious film. Have you not? Neither have I. No. It's came up lately, because when I went stayed in Cambridge, the person I stayed with is a huge fan and has seen them all. To the point of, she said to me, I rented... Um, the latest one, is it seven or nine? Nine. I think it's nine, yeah, yeah. She said, I rented nine off of Amazon Prime, had it for 48 hours, and I watched it 11 times. Whoa. And I was like, that is, that, that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I've still got it. Do you want to watch it? And I was like, no, for one, not really interested. And so it's two, number nine. <laughs> it's number nine. I at least want to know what's happening. If yeah, I was going to watch one of them randomly, it'd be that, like, um, Shaws and Hobbs, with, where it's oh, like a spin-off off of some of the characters. Yeah. yeah. But it's not... I didn't know it was a spy film. It's about racing, isn't it? It's got... It's, everything's about cars, but I guess one of them was an agent, one of them was a spy and an undercover. Well, this is something we mentioned just before we kind of started recording. That yeah. The thing about spy films is, as a genre, it covers quite a lot of different things. Normally, if there's, like, a covert element to it. Yeah. Well... They kind of count it. Um... I think if once we go away from the franchises that we're yeah. looking at now, then and if we look at individual ones, then we can then bring in a lot of different aspects. Yeah, I mean, I think if we do a load of the franchises now, then we can yeah. kind of yeah. do the segments. And then I'm yeah. I'm going to start missing out. I'm not going to go down everything on this list. I think okay. quite, unless you want me to. Do you want me to? I mean, you can quickfire some of the ones that are All less right. like conversation okay. pieces. Well, maybe. I've not heard of this, but there's nine films, Mr. Moto. No, I haven't heard of it as an actual thing. No. Uh, I've heard it's, a Jap- it's a Japanese secret agent, apparently. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, but nine films. Uh, okay. And it ran from between 37 to 65. Okay. Okay, one I have heard of, but have not seen. Eight films, The Saint. I've heard and of The Saint. And I'm going to say Roger Moore. I think Roger Moore's The Saint. The Saint. King yeah, of the Spy I'm Films. Sh- King of the Spy Films. Hang on, I need to check that. Otherwise, I'm just making it up. Uh, actually, I could be wrong. Yeah. Was he not? Don't know. No. Thanks for your help. I'm, <laughs> I'm letting you deal with this one. Actually, now I'm not sure. The last one was 97, and that was Val Kilmer. So, no. Okay. That, that's, okay. Uh, oh, wasn't the set of TV series? It doesn't matter. I'm moving on. <laughs> now, this is a, this is a franchise I can get behind. Okay. Mission Impossible. I love my Mission Impossible. It's the one I knew would come up. Yes. Uh, I love them. Big fan. I'm a TC fan anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're shooting the uh, seventh and eighth one back to back. Haley Atwell's now in them. Nice. Uh, I just recently got Carly, my girlfriend, into them all. She she wasn't interested, I don't think, in Mission Impossible. Now she loves them. Has a bit of they're a crush on Tom Cruise. Films now. for me that I really like the ones I've seen. And I not. I generally don't know why I haven't seen them all. Um, I, I know that once I've seen I really like that kind of film. They're clever. Uh, right. They're interesting. So they're the funny. First, the first three, four. Yeah. They all had a different director and all had a very different feel. Yeah. But there's always a bit of humour in there. Oh, and... yeah. 
not the first one. The first one's not. No, they're not like they're not. I don't think they're like laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, But since like the fourth and fifth one, they've now become a bit more story arc, and they're using the same actors. I mean, Tom Cruise is on all of them, but now you've got. Simon Pegg, who's in like all of tech, them. It's like a tech guy, isn't he? Uh, he's now one of the actual agents. Oh, okay, cool. He's, cool. Now, he's kind of he was just a tech helper in his yeah. first. I don't know which film it is, but I'm sure I, I remember one of them being around a Fabergé egg. There's a Fabergé egg element in one of them. I think it's one where where uh, uh, what's his face goes. Uh, Simon Pegg's first in it. I'm sure it's that one. Okay. Is Eddie Izzard in that one? Um, Eddie Izzard. Is he I in that one? No, I think you're thinking of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> but Simon Pegg's not Ocean's in any of those, 11, is he? Ocean's Twelve or Thirteen, I think. Ocean's... Simon Pegg's not in any of those, is he? Because no. it's definitely Simon Pegg I'm thinking of. I'm not googling because that's a lot of I people. Know. I can't remember the Fabergé egg thing. That doesn't seem. Yeah, quite yeah, yeah. Because, uh, but no, I love the Mission Impossible series, and it's up there for some of the best for me. Uh, right, next franchise. I have seen one of these films, but there's six, apparently, of Spy Kids. I've seen six? Six, apparently, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> I've definitely seen one, two, and three. That's what I've seen. 3D okay. is the third one. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's clever, but it's all. weird because they go inside like computers. And I'm pretty sure after that, they swap the kids out and it's a different set of kids. Um, and I think the later one is the original kids, but, like, as adults... Oh, really? I think so. I know that 3D was the last one with an initial lineup. Okay, fair enough. It was like uh, a re- rebrand. Right. This one is an odd one because, as a franchise, yeah, I think it's a push. But Jack Ryan, actually very famous. I've seen some of the Jack Ryan films, yeah. But mostly played by like different actors a lot of the time, I think, aren't they? Not in the same way that Chris uh, Pine lately, though, isn't it? Is it Chris Pine? Have I got that right? He's in the uh, recent... Yeah. He's in the 2014 film. Yeah. Right, so in The Hunt for Red October, it's Alec Baldwin. Right, okay. In Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, it's Harrison Ford. Right. In The Sum of All Fears, it's Ben Affleck. Okay. In Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, it's Chris Pine. And currently there's a TV series, or I say currently, 2018, yeah. 2019, and that's John Krasinski. Oh, okay. So, but it's like they don't keep their actors. No, I've seen I've seen love. the Chris Pine one. It was interesting. It was very actiony. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen one of them, and yeah. I know of it. But yeah, uh, this actually this next one I've seen three of, or have I only seen two? Uh, again, quite famous, uh, the Bourne films. So. Yeah. Now you see, I haven't seen all the Bourne films. I saw the first one. Is that Identity? Yes. What's the second one? I'm going to say Supremacy. I've seen all of that because one. Because I made the mistake of seeing The Bourne Supremacy first at oh. the cinema, not realising it was a sequel. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I saw Identity at the cinema. Um, and then I, I definitely have seen Supremacy and I've seen some of Ultimatum. Okay. And that's it. I can't say I'm a massive fan of them. I just, that's probably why I never finished them. I think it was a good vehicle for um matt damon yeah it's a different sort of role oh, definitely definitely and yeah. the fight scenes are very choreographed and very action kind of it rivaled bond from that point of view yeah uh, right so some quick fire films that i've not uh, film franchises that i've not heard of okay matt hell 
Nope. Nope. Uh, oh, maybe I have heard of this, but Dick Barton, special agent. Yeah, I've heard of Dick Barton. I feel They're like long. it's almost jokey. Uh, Harry Palmer? Nope. Oh, it's just yes, sound like blokes no, from no, London. You have definitely heard of Harry Palmer because that's Michael Caine. Uh, it's. Hang on, if I actually find the movie Wait, Harry Palmer, isn't Harry... Wait, isn't Harry his character in the Kingsman films? I can't remember. Uh, but it, the Ipcris file. We've also got Funeral in Berlin, Billion Dollar Brain, Spy Story, Bullet to Beijing, Midnight to St. Petersburg. They're all Michael Caine. So, ah, yeah, enough. no, he's got Um Okay, this one. Very different vibe here. Yeah. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, very different vibe. But yeah, spy film. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, actually, again, very different vibe. But we've talked about this. We are actually quite big fans of this series. Austin Powers. Yeah. I like Austin Powers. Obviously, we're talking full on spoof now. But yeah, love yeah. the Austin Powers. But yeah, no, fair. They're, they're good films. Uh, of this next franchise, I've actually only seen the first one. The right. Triple X. Didn't know there were um, three. I, yeah, I've seen. See, my mind always wants to mix that up with um, the Riddick ones. I know they're nothing oh, alike, yeah, yeah. but my it's mind, Diesel, isn't it? yeah, my but... mind links them. I've definitely seen Triple X. Yeah. Um, but spoiler alert! I'm pretty sure they kill him at the end of it, and then there's a sequel. Is it not Ice Cube? I Ice think Cube. so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, my fun fact. I've got a, a fun fact. It's not fun at all. It'll traumatize you. Uh, about the first triple X. Right. Uh, there's an end scene where they do a stunt where he zip lines down under a bridge onto a boat. Classic. Yeah. Uh, the stuntman beheaded himself doing it. Oh. And you oh, know. Oh, that was me about to say, did you ever play the game? No, no. <laughs> no. Honestly, right? He did it in one take. The yeah. director went, great, loved it. And the, the stunt guy went, no, I can get closer. And killed himself doing I, it. I take it they used the first take then. <laughs> you would hope so. Uh, uh, unless and, they're like, you know what, that second take. No, was considering good. I think he was Vin Diesel. They definitely used the first take. As a, these, I was about to say, as a stuntman. That's not how this <laughs> is going. As the stuntman, <laughs> yeah. surely you'd want the better shot to go in. Yeah, you you would. Like, That's how I want to be remembered. Yeah, successfully uh, do, he went, it's the phrase of he went do what he liked. Yeah. I feel like that's a hardcore, that's hardcore though. That is hardcore. Oh is gosh. Uh, right, we've got two more franchises. Okay, cool. One is another, I say it's a spoof. I'm assuming it's a spoof because I know who the actor is. Right. But I've not seen any of them. There's three apparently. Johnny English. Rowan Atkinson. They're not spoof, are they? They're more like a satire. Kind of satirical, satirical, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some. I've not seen them, so I, I, I have Have you not seen any of them? Not one. No. Oh, I've seen the first two. The first one is classic. Yeah. It's really good. It's a good film. The second one's a bit cheesy. I mean, they're, they're all cheesy. Yeah. They are all cheesy. But the first one is really good because it's clever. And um, but I haven't not. seen the third one because it's not that long ago it was made. No, it was kind of with him being older, wasn't it? So, yeah. I'd say like 2018, maybe. Yeah. Is it Lives? Johnny English Lives? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because the second yeah. one's Reborn. I'm pretty yes. sure Johnny English Reborn. Yeah. Johnny English is good. I, I, the first film is brilliant. It's got some really funny bits in it. Uh, now, the last one on the list. Right. 
Uh, obviously, there's two out. Third one on the way. Fourth one going to be made. Uh, absolutely love the first one. Kingsman. Oh, of course. Yeah. Kingsman are great films. Uh, yeah. And kind of came out of nowhere. Modern also, James Bond, really, isn't it? Gave us Taron Egerton. Yeah. Fantastic. Good. But also, yeah, Michael Caine's in it. Colin Firth, for all his, like, kind of, I don't know what you want, cuddly characters that he's done before. And then suddenly, his role in, uh, when he does the bit in the pub, Manners Make Us the Man. Yeah. Classic, really good. Yeah, really good. A that, different way of the first, at least the first film is brilliant. Yes. The second uh, film is good, it's just different. The thing is, the second one, I think they made a mistake because I know with the Golden Circle, they edited it out, edited out enough to have made a second film, a third oh, really? film. Yeah, they didn't. They decided not to split the film. They decided to just release the one film. We'll get a Snyder cut of it. You know, just <laughs> <Yeah>. Everyone's <laughs> going to have a Snyder cut of everything now. Yeah. Uh, but no, obviously the next film out is The King's Man, which is okay. like an origins thing. I think Ray finds of... of The King's Man. Oh, uh, like the original. Like, okay. so way back when, so we won't have Taron Edgerton. It's yeah, like it'll be like, the, 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 that, that'd be interesting. Yeah, But we are going to have, uh, like, to finish off the trilogy of Eggsy's yeah. story. Uh, yeah, we're going to have another one with the, the characters we know. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I do yeah. like those films. They're good. They're cinema films. I always make time to see them. Yes, definitely. But there, right, so that's the list of all the movie series that come under spy films. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I think we'll, we'll jump over to like some exclusivey stuff, and then we'll, oh, when, we come, when we come back, we'll look at some more like standalone projects or things are. that are from other franchises that have spy elements. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, because that that happens quite a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but first, I think we're going to jump into the exclusive world of Patreon. Patreon? Oh, no yeah. If you if you feel like you just want to get a little bit more from your manic experience, for the low, 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 low price of around £1 a month. Is around that all? A one that pound. That's £1. £1.20 with VAT. That is totally worth all the exclusive content that you get for that one pound. Extended episodes yeah. with exclusive segments. There's yeah. two of them now. There's two. Two yeah. exclusive segments. Yeah. yeah. But on top of that, you get access to the Manic Discord server. But you get to talk to us. You do. If, if you want to. Yeah. We have, we have chat rooms where we sit and chat. We have yeah. we haven't for a while, but we generally we have games nights. Yeah, we're um, bringing them back soon. We have a nice news channel where we like to put like some of the most current things that are happening. Yeah, we'll be discussing some of them. Later. And I would say one of the most interesting bits, we have the Manic Voting Booth, where we like to put oh, yeah. polls uh, for them to help shape the future of the podcast. Yes, indeed. Um, and that is all for a very low price, and the link to that is in the description. But if you haven't signed up yet, in a minute you're going to hear a countdown, and then you're yeah. going to hear a lovely ad for someone else's podcast. And then we'll be back with the rest of the spy films. Yeah. But we're going to go very exclusive. In three, two, one. Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the, the Two, Two Gay, Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks Webcast, where we talk about sci fi, comics, film, horror, genre. 
You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And, of course, we can be found at TGGeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere? The badger's got a laser pen. Of course he does. Of course he has. I mean... He must have his own version of Q somewhere, given him these gadgets. We haven't been introduced to him yet, though. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. That's something to look forward to. It will be a flying dolphin, though, I can tell you that. <laughs> it won't be a flying dolphin. It wasn't <laughs> as popular as I thought it would be. No, didn't take we, 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 you know, we, we did that thing where, where you kind of test it. You do a test audience. And it, you know, he didn't quite get the reactions we were hoping for. You know what? Um, right. Actually, because the, the, the flying dolphin still exists, we haven't killed them off. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm reminded... Of a time when, in the Batman comics, Jason Todd uh, at the, was obviously killed off by the Joker in the comics. Yeah. But that, that came from a, an audience poll. They were asked, what would they like to do? Did they like want... Kill the child. Yeah, no, they, 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 they that's what they chose. Oh, and so actually, so... recently, I know this is completely off topic here, <laughs> but I went into HMV and I found that there's an animated film of it. Of... A death in the family. Yeah. And actually, it's got alternative endings depending on what you want. You can kill him off. You can s- watch him survive. What do you want the outcome to be? And I'm like, why have I not seen this? That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I like that. On a quick Batman tangent, did you see yeah. the film of A Killing Joke? Yes, I've got it. But you've seen it? Yes, I've seen it. What do think of it? Because it was a bit, when it came out, like, generally, it was a big thing. Oh, big thing. Found it quite dull. Yeah, it actually it was, was really boring. I mean, no, it, there are some sinister bits. It is sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but underwhelming, definitely underwhelming. It was definitely for one of the most famous titles. Yeah, but it's, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, right, back to spy films. I think we're going to take a look at some more, like, independent standalones, aren't we? Yeah, all right. So I'm looking at an entire list. I'm going to go for one. A, I've not seen it. B, I would have never been able to tell you that it was a spy film. Right. Home Alone 3. <laughs> well, it hasn't got Macaulay Culkin in it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's when they just had another blonde That's why I've kid. I watched it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. So, I'm I'm looking at this list for films that I've seen. Yeah. And, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Good action Obviously, film. about two spies who don't realise that they're married to another spy. Until they have to kill each other, I think. I think they're sent on like opposing missions, pretty yeah. much, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah, it leads but... up to the classic thing of them fighting in that like little like kids' house. Yeah, classic. Uh, did you? Because I know we talked about it. Did you end up watching um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? No, it's one of the ones that I was saying earlier. The problem is sometimes when they are portrayed as very like darky kind of. Confusing and serious films, and it's more likely to put me off. You like the more fun ones, clearly, actually. Yeah. Uh, Generally, I like I like the funny ones. I like the Austin Powers. I like the Kingsman's. Um, I obviously we're both Marvel fans, mm. and there's at least a couple in there because Captain America: The Winter Soldier is included, yeah. but also Black Widow. The Black most, Widow like, is if you is an overtly spy film. Mm. I I mean I like Black Widow. I thought it was an interesting film. It's not yeah. the best one they've made, but, you know. Actually, 
Kung, probably one of my least favourite ones. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't mind it. I think it's always unfortunate when you release a film after what the characters in the main series is kind of spoiler died. <laughs> um, actually, right, I can't remember if we talked about this off cast. I don't think we mentioned it on cast. But you had asked me originally about man, the man from Uncle, and you were yes. going to try. Yeah, and I haven't managed to see it. Well, I I own it. I have seen it, not for a long time. And I thought when you said that you were going to watch it, I might watch it, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I but, will say I will at some point still watch it because it's the one I want to see. What I would say is it's quite a good one if you ever consider Henry Cavill as a potential Bond. Well, I think of it as Bond-esque without having ever seen it. It really kind of is. Mm. Um, and the thing to the about... point of, there was a point, because it's a, it's a remake, isn't it? There is an old yes. Man from Uncle. I thought Man from Uncle was one of the Bond films originally. Oh, not this one, but I thought the original one was one yeah, of the that series. Makes sense, to be fair, but then obviously I got older and learned. <laughs> you learned. <stuff. laughs> uh, no, because Henry Cavill was up for Bond, but yeah. he was too young at the time. Uh, a lot of people think that he might be the next Bond. He could. I, I put money on that. I reckon it'll be someone like Idris Elba. Maybe, maybe. I'm still rooting for Tom Hiddleston, but I think he'd be ideal. I think it'd be ideal. It depends like, if they go for an older version, because like, like you look at like Sean Connery and Roger Moore, they were kind of mature versions. Yeah. It'd be nice to maybe they take a step and they go for like a, a much older, like like Bond in his later years. Someone like Hugh Laurie can step in. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what, because obviously the thing about Idris Elba is he's black and therefore it'd be the first whole... black Bond. Yeah. yeah. But actually, my my issue, and I think we have said about this on podcast before, I love Idris Elba. Yeah. Uh, but is he a bit too gruff for Bond? I don't know. I think I don't think when I see Idris Elba and things, and I've watched Luther, I've, I've seen quite a lot of Idris Elba. I don't think he's smart. Yeah, I, I think he's the not... way he, no, the way he carries himself is a bit more kind of actiony. Yeah. Like... However, I'm going to reference someone, and in fact, I'm now going to have to Google their name because uh, <laughs> they're from a series I've not seen yet, but I believe you have. Okay. But uh, everything points to the guy from Bridgerton. Oh yes, I, I know. I can tell you his name either, but yeah, I know he plays the Duke. Um, hang on, I will get it because uh, his name should be because he. Uh, oh, don't know how to say that at all. Reggie Jean, Reggie Jean Page, Reggie yeah. Jean. I know right. he means. And actually, yeah. he's in an advert at the moment for like a car, I think. Yeah, very Bondish, so isn't it? It's the first time that I've heard his voice. Mm. So I've only seen him in pictures. Uh, looking all small. He is but he is suave. The whole point of him in Christianity I actually is think pretty... if they're gonna if they if the next yeah. one is gonna be black, yeah, go for him. That would that would work. And actually, he's big now. He's very big now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, am still backing Tom Hiddleston. I but... think it's cool. I like that call. I think he would be, he's a good kind of shout. Um, yeah. Can I mention a film that I've got a list in front of me? Yeah. And it's not a film I consider to be a spy film, but it's a. It's I said earlier that sometimes. The spy film is an umbrella term and it's yeah. for like covert things. I don't consider Tenet a spy film. Yeah, I'm looking at the list and actually, I suppose it has got spies, but its primary thing it, is time it's travel. Built, I get it because it's about a covert thing. Yeah. But that is for me where the spy element ends. But, I, but in the same vein, looking at this list, when I think of Wild Wild West, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Is it a spy film? Apparently, according to this list, it's a spy film. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, mean, I, 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 get, I get it. I was, it's just not... I wouldn't have considered it straight away. And obviously, one of the most famous spy films ever is uh, Penguins of Madagascar. But yeah, I mean, I get that one. I actually understand <laughs> the logic behind that one. Um, there are some less, ob- some um, more obvious ones like the film Spy, yeah, with yeah. Um, uh, McCartney. I've I've not seen it. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Oh, I have seen Bridge of Spies. I haven't seen Bridge of Spies. I mean, it's it's a Tom Hanks film. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, actually, go, going back to I'm going to say that, yeah, '96 it came out. Face Off. That Again, my mind doesn't different. consider it a spy film, but it is. No, that because sometimes I think you have that thing of you go action film. Yeah. You you say action instead of spy. And I think that's where the, uh, the mix comes sometimes. Uh, now, I watched and I'm looking for it in the list. So if it doesn't come up in the list. Oh, no, that is 2010. I recently watched basically sort of for this podcast. I thought I'll watch I'll watch a new spy film that I've not seen before. So in 2010, there was The Debt. Oh, okay. So uh, it had Helen Mirren, Tom Wilkinson and Kieran Hines looking back at a time when they were spies played by, uh, hang on, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Chastain, Sam Worthington and a guy I don't know. I can't think of what the other guy's called. Um, But most of it was done in flashback. And as spies, they they did something wrong. Right. And then covered it over. Okay. Uh, and it basically, many years later, came back to haunt them because this person who they sort of tortured escaped and then was still around and wanted to yeah. sell the story. Fair enough. Um, unfortunately, I found it a very jarring film. Yeah. Um, I, and also... And I think this might be why I don't always go for spy films, because as I said earlier, well, like just now, I think we sometimes go action film instead of spy. Yeah. But actually, a lot of spy things are really slow. They are. They're they're normally about like the kind of intelligence side. of Yeah. And I I don't know. The thing is, it's not done right. It can just be very dull. Yeah. Um, I've gone the other way with this now. I've got two unlikely spy films. Okay. Cats and Dogs. It that. is a spy film. Yeah. They are spies. And um, we, then we've got a middle entry in a uh, Pixar series. Because this Cars 2 film is a spy film. I've not seen Cars 2. Neither have I. But I know it is. Cars uh, 1 is about racing. Yeah. Cars 3 is about racing. <laughs> Cars 2 is apparently actually quite a well-written and in-depth spy thriller about the cars <laughs> but they were like they did it and they went nah let's go back to the racing yeah <laughs> um uh, actually, film here i've got and actually i really like it it's called vantage point, vantage uh, point from, yeah. it is because it's you kind of see the same thing but from lots of different people's perspective yeah uh, until the end when it all just kind of action happens you know it all kind of comes together you find out stuff um, I like that one. I actually recommend Vantage Point. That's, That's fair. One. I'm just looking to see if there's any interesting ones here that I've missed. I don't think there is. Not really. I mean, there are. There are. I mean, there, there are hundreds and hundreds. Obviously, of oh, actually, I, film. I, see, I don't. I don't class that as a spy film. What? 
Hitman. Because it's a Hitman film. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's spice. It's about Hitmen. Um, I own Red Sparrow. Haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen Red, Red Sparrow. Um, there's... If we're looking at recent ones... Okay, according to this list, here's the 10 most recent spy films. Right. That one. Yeah. Tenet, we've already said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've not heard of this one. Spy Intervention. Not heard of it. Nope. I'm even looking to see if I know who the actors are. Nope, don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> oh, one called War. Okay. That's in an Indian film, okay. Fair enough. Okay, this one I've heard of. But I've not seen it. It's an animated one. It's Spies in Disguise. It's a Will Smith film. Uh, with Tom Holland, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's Will Smith and Tom Holland, yeah. And, any good? I haven't seen know. it. I haven't seen it. It's one that we, I probably will at some point because it's a kid's film. We've got uh, an international film. I don't know what it means. The Operative. Okay. We've got a film called... Oh, this is not English and I can't pronounce it. Good to Charlie. Good to Charlie. It's an Asian film. I yeah. Red Sparrow, as I've said. Uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me. So that's more an action comedy. Um, with Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Okay. Spider, which is, I think, another international one. Uh, it goes up to Atomic Blonde. I saw Atomic Blonde. I haven't seen Atomic Blonde. What's I don't think so. By it? Um... But no, there are, a, like, there's one here to school, Bang Bang. <laughs> Just one Bang Bang. That's good. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know if it's good at all. Um, I'll tell you what, and I feel quite bad about this, especially considering one of our friends, because Craig, who has appeared on the podcast, massive Arnie fan, massive Arnie fan. Yeah. I've never seen True Lies. I think I have, but the fact I remember nothing about it says either I haven't seen it or it was not memorable. Uh, it's like one. It's supposed to be one of his best films. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who's in it. I uh, I think plays his daughter, in fact. Eliza Dushku. Oh, really? Yeah. Now you're like, well, now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's not going to be the center point, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> um, what do you look for in a spy? For you, if if you could... For me, I want... The the things I like... For example, like the thing I like about Mission Impossible is I like all the cool stuff. I like the disguises, the actual, like, lowering into places. The actual, like, operations side of it. I yeah. don't care as much about the, in, the intelligence side where they're collecting information, all the code names. I don't really care about that much. Yeah. I get it's going to be there. It comes parcel and parcel. But um, I like, I want a little bit of humour, just enough so it cuts through any of the, put the humour in the, in the talky bits. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, I, I want something that's got a nice balance of a bit of action in it, but not so it's just an action film. So I think a spy film has got to be clever. You, I think it's nice to have a twist in a spy film. Yes, it is. Um, normally one think... of the good guys turns out to be a bad guy. That's normally oh, one of the classics. Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. You know, always like, well, there's multiple bad guys, but one of them's a good guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I I you just can tell which one is. They're using an iPhone. Yeah. 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 I think the best way to describe it is I want it to be cool. Yeah. I want to be like, I want gadgets. I want yeah. gadgets. I want clever things generally. 
And actually, also, this doesn't work very well for a long-running franchise as such, but actually it sort of happens a little bit in Mission Impossible sometimes. I want the I don't want the good guy to be invincible. No, because that is actually an issue I have with Bond. You know that Char- he's got realistically he's going to survive that film. Yeah, it's it's going to be all right. And even if what? it's touch and go, the nuclear bomb probably won't go off. No. Though I really like it in things like Twenty Four and stuff, where actually it does. Yeah. It yeah. does go off. The thing happens, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, what are we going to do now? Yeah, got to deal with it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you look for in a spy film, then? Actually, you've pretty much everything you've said. I want it to be cool. I I wouldn't go for, like, you said about Austin Powers. I love Austin Powers, but I wouldn't look towards that style of film for no. a No, 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 no. I, get, I get that. To um, be honest, actually... The Kingsman, Mission Impossible... is a good balance. Yeah, yeah. It is important to have humour, because you mustn't yeah. take yourself too seriously. But I don't want any humour to completely destroy... The, that's the thing about the Austin Powers, is they're not serious films. No. There's no... Even the moments that are meant to be heartfelt are comedic. I think... Kingsman you, delivers a bit of heart as well. you got to have heart, and also you've got to have Jeopardy, where, all right, maybe not your lead, because, yeah, they're probably... Someone's the probably of... going to die. Yeah, even... I don't care if it's my favourite character, as no. long as... Because that's, yeah. that's a risk, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. There are, looking at the list, whilst I wouldn't go immediately towards spy films, there's a lot to like, and I do yeah. like a lot of them. And actually, I, I do own a few spy films. Yeah. Uh, but then, I suppose, for both of us, it works. Like, like we said, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I see it because it's a Marvel film. But it's a spy yeah. film. So oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that, that works quite well. Okay, then. Shall yes. we go to yeah. another segment? Could it be my favourite segment? Oh, go on, then. You, you've right. been a very good boy. It's time for Casting Couch. If you're a regular listener to the Manic Podcast, you will know every episode we cast a character from a franchise in season two. We cast the X-Men with new actors to come into the MCU. In season three, we cast Lord of the Rings as if it was being made today. And this season, we are recasting the adults, the faculty and villains from the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. Again, as if it was being made from now. Last episode, we cast Albus Dumbledore and much to uh, Liam's dismay. The internet decided that Ian McKellen should play... Because, you know, he didn't have enough roles. Hey. I, I like Ian McKellen. I like Ian McKellen. But you really didn't want him in that list. <laughs> no, because to be honest, I think there are other actors who have done less massive roles who would have been equally good for it. Good. Good. But, hey, hey I put that in. I'm fine with and it. And you're fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine. fine. fine right. But this this week... We're going to go for Albus's number one. Yeah. Miss McGonagall. Uh, previously played oh, no, by... No, I'm Maggie sorry, Smith. I'm sorry. As a Harry Potter fan, what? I can't allow Miss McGonagall. Why? Because it's Professor McGonagall. Oh, did I say Miss? Sorry. <laughs> oh, in all fairness. Oh. Actually, I, I, do you know why I said that? Why? 
because I was going to say her full name and ah. then couldn't commit to it. <laughs> I was like, I, I know. I, so so I do... uh, it, it's her. We'll go for Professor Minerva McGonagall. Okay. Prof <laughs> McGonagall. All right. I was like, I can't. No, I can't no. allow it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I understand. I know, I know that if we were doing Star Trek and I miss mistitled one of the officers you'd be in there like a flash oh i I expect (laughs) you know what i'm fine with that but that's okay because you are going to give us your first option okay cool well obviously we we bring two options each yeah so i've gone for two well i've actually bought three because i I wonder if we're gonna bring the same well i've gone for two people who i think would be equally interesting in the role but there's a bit of an age not i will say my first one isn't super young i've not done that because obviously She's not. Yeah, no, I have got like fantastic beast. But no, this is a question question, just off. But obviously, in Fantastic Beasts, we have a young Dumbledore now in Jude Law. McGonagall hasn't been brought in yet, has she? Not that I'm aware. Not necessarily done that thing where she's been in and seen and not mentioned it. Well, actually, I do wonder if things like that might happen, and I've not paid attention. If she has, I have missed that. Yeah. Right. My first person is Gillian Anderson. Oh, okay. I could not have called. Right, last seen by me, most famous for the X Files, but last seen in The Crown as Margaret Thatcher. Or I'm currently watching Sex Education. Ah, I see. I've seen season one. Haven't and I? she's British in it. Well, she's British. I know, but I mean, I've also seen it with American accents and stuff. Well, yeah, obviously that yeah. comes from like uh, X Files. Okay. Oh, I don't hate that. No, she was she's my first go-to choice. I was thinking yeah. I'd I'd seen it. I've been watching her in this, and I was thinking, I mean, yeah, I could see her with the whole. I I would struggle to see her cat. as McGonagall next to Ian McKellen's. Yeah, it, that's if, that you, if you're sticking with the classic. They they both have to be old. Yeah, Full, really old. Yeah. Um, I would say my second option does fit that better. Cool. Well, I, okay. Well, I'm going to bring in my first option. Cool. Um. And it's not just because I've seen her in a film. I already, when I knew that we were doing Harry Potter, I already had my McGonagall. Okay, uh, cool. I'm going to go for Helen Mirren. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that would be my go-to. It, cool. Well, I can tell you that you're going to use all of your options because Helen Mirren was my second option. Really? Yeah. Ah, actually, that's not even the one I thought you might have gone with. Oh, cool. really? Yeah. Uh, my second option is the one I thought you might have gone with. Okay, cool. But cool, no, Helen Mirren is my top yeah, option. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, Helen Mirren was my second option. I thought Gillian Anderson because I was seeing her in stuff at, as I was casting, pretty much. Yeah. But um, no, Helen Mirren was my second option. Oh, that's cool. I think, personally, I think she'd be perfect for it. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. So, okay, well, that, that's Helen Mirren. My, my second option. Okay. And as I said, is the one I thought you might go for. Right. And actually connects to the theme of the week. Right. Judy Dench. Okay. Uh, obviously, she's M in the Bond films, but she's a very well-respected elder within the acting community, British. Hasn't been in... I can actually add a second, because I had a backup in my mind that I wasn't sure I was going to go with. Oh, okay. Right. So I can do that. So I'll give you your Helen Mirren, so I won't take that as my second one and give you a third, if that makes sense. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, but before I announce it, I'd like to know who your third option was going to be. Okay. Uh, and then if it happens to be the one I've got this time, I as doubt well, it brilliant. because I don't know if you'd even know her. Oh, then probably not. <laughs> no, uh, but Celia Imri. I don't know the name. She's actually in Star Wars. She's one of the fire pilots 
in one of the Star Wars, uh, in the Phantom Menace, I think. Oh, right, okay. Uh, but she's known for different things. She's in, like, Calendar Girls yeah. and stuff. Um, I, th- I she, was, she was my third option in some okay. respects. I think Fair she enough. perhaps would even be better than Judy Dench, but I'm not putting her through, not if you've got but your... I'll say the reason I don't see Judy Dench is yeah. because I picture uh, McGonagall as a taller figure. Yeah, right. that's fair. Uh, that's just, and actually, so the name I'm going to put in for my second option, as you took uh, Helen Mirren, and I still feel like I want to put a second one in, is yeah, actually someone I generally don't rate, not a massive fan of. But okay. I, I did think of her, but actually before I thought of Helen Mirren, but then I settled on Helen Mirren, Tilda Swinton. Oh. I, I like Tilda Swinton. So I'm not generally a massive, I find her very facially bland oh no see i find her quite facially interesting she's very <laughs> no actually she's very witch-like yeah which actually works really well for mcgonagall <laughs> yeah okay all right then uh if you don't know who Jill swinton is she's probably most famous as the ancient one now in doctor strange yeah um okay so those are the four options we've got Gillian anderson tilda swinton helen mirren and judy dench some uh, big names. Big names, but we both kind of went for Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren was almost like a joint, really, wasn't so it? So she's sort of like our favourite. Yeah. From that yeah, point. yeah. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, when this episode comes out, I will be doing a poll on Twitter, and you lot get to decide who will join Ian McKellen in the faculty of Hogwarts. Who should play Miss McGonagall? You decide. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> And again, much like the other segment, this doesn't have a proper outro because, you know, outros are for losers. <laughs> yeah, we should make some outros. Uh... We should make some outros. <laughs> we should definitely do, do some outros. Oh. It'll be interesting because those are some big names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, I don't know which way that's going to go. No. Especially as I think Ginny Nansen is quite popular right now. She is. Well, the thing is, I say, sex education is currently on and it's just, is now airing its, well, it's just, uploaded its final season yeah so that's closing off and obviously you said crown very big yeah very big okay so obviously uh we're doing spy stuff um we've kind of already spy touched stuff. on it really yeah like who we want who we might think of for the next bond but like generally what are your thoughts you said tom hiddleston is kind of like your honestly since i watched the night manager which that again cemented... didn't it yeah it did. Uh, to be honest, I other people had said about him being Bond, and I didn't see it when I was just watching Loki stuff. But I saw that definitely a Bond esque thing. Uh, so yeah, it, I would actually, I would rather because he does suave, he can do suave. Oh, 100 uh, percent. And at the moment, all the rumors are yes, there's Idris Elba. I love Idris, but I just don't think he's right for Bond. Likewise, well, not likewise, because I'm not as big a fan. I don't want Tom Hardy. I don't want... No, I think Tom Hardy is just wrong for it. Tom Hardy is a step in the wrong direction on from Daniel Craig. Because I actually make that... Be, he's more gangster. Again, it's not the suave thing, and I do think... He, I will say, suave. I've never been a huge fan of Tom Hardy, but I watched uh, Legend, or Legends with him, yeah, where yeah, he's played the Cray Twins, yeah. and honestly, I love it. I'm, I think it's look, such a good film. It's, it's it's up there in my top like fifty now. I'm not knocking him as an actor. No, I'm knocking his suitability. 
hundred percent. That's fair. Because to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of Daniel Craig as Bond. Because I actually don't think Daniel Craig is actually that right for it. Not really. Um, but I mean, obviously, a lot of people like Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. Visually, I get it. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. To a point. Uh, my mind pictures him as tall and like dark haired, which is very pissed Yeah, but I think that is meant. To... Yeah, really. So Henry Cavill visually definitely fits in. I, I remember seeing an interview. It was possibly actually Graham Norton. Uh, and they said to him, right, so this whole, if he went for Bond and if he got Bond, then that's Superman and Bond. Is that not greedy? And Henry Cavill would have went, or awesome. <laughs> you know, I like Henry uh, Cavill because he's a nerd. I'm not sure. And I could be wrong because I'm changing my mind about Henry Cavill a bit. Right. I would have always said, leading up to stuff recently, I don't think he has the charisma for it. He has the look for it. But yeah. actually, I, I feel like I'm getting to know him a bit better now. Yeah. Uh, and actually, maybe. He definitely has the look. And actually, if they announced Henry Cavill as Bond, I'd be like, yeah, fair play. He could potentially be my favourite Bond over Daniel Craig. I, you know, is that kind of... Uh, if they do cast Idris Elba... Whilst I think he's wrong for it, I naturally like him. Yeah. So at least I know I'll like the lead. Even oh, but I mean, I think we can it. both agree that our top choice is Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know if that was your top choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's ideal for it. Mm. Um, I mean, he, he's he got the look right. Um, I can see someone like, he's, I'm never sure it's Marston or Marston, but um, James okay. Marston. Oh, James, James Marston. Marston. That James... kind of look, the Cyclops, that kind of look. Okay, yeah. I don't know about him, suave, pretty. I'm not saying he's right for it, but that's kind of look I picture. I would want a Brit. Yeah. I feel it's important. I mean, obviously, George Lazenby was Australian. Uh, (laughs) But other than that, they've all been British. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, I don't know the guy from Bridgerton. But if they, if they, there seems to be a push at the moment to get a black actor in. Yeah, they they do seem to generally be trying to. I don't know the guy from Bridgerton, but I, I think he fits the bill. Yeah, from what I've seen of it, and I said about half the series, yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm I'm sticking. If you kind of said to me, choose Bond right now, I'd go Tom Hiddleston. Boom. There you go. I agree. I agree. Cool. Um, I think that kind of wraps up our spy theme. Yeah. Uh, are you likely to go and see the the new Bond film? Not in the cinema. No. no. Uh, I might. Um, uh, myself and Carly have discussed it. I don't know if we yeah. will or not. She liked Remy Malik. I and he's obviously the villain in it. I haven't seen any of uh, the Daniel Craig's ones in the cinema. No. I've always no, I I they're the kind of films I want to just chill at home with. I have seen three of his four so far. If Tom Hiddleston gets it, I'll probably go to the cinema. Really? So that would be enough for you to go and see it in the cinema. I don't like so. Daniel Craig at all. No, I don't really. I, I would I would say I dislike him on the screen. Knives Out was an exception. Yeah. For me, it's not the same as like certain actors like make me go if you're in it i'm not watching it yeah i don't have that but he is not a draw for me no i agree i agree um Um, yeah so yeah that kind of wraps up our spy theme yeah i think so very nice uh it'd be nice to know if any of our listeners i mean we've talked better suggestions as well we've talked about a few but we may have missed things out 
Oh yeah, uh, there might be an obvious spy film we think we're just yeah. not mentioning. And actually, tell us who you yeah. would like to see as the next Bond. Maybe you'd love to see Tom Hardy as Bond. I don't know. Yeah. Um, would yeah. you, if you given a chance, would you have another Daniel Craig? This is his last one. He is done. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to see who might direct the next one. Danny Boyle almost did this one, but it fell through. Yeah. But when Christopher Nolan was talking, because obviously famous British director, uh, and he said for him to take on Bond, they'd have to be ready for a proper reboot. Like he would want to do Bond his way. Right. Uh, but now that Daniel Craig's finished, they might, they will probably want to do a soft reboot again. So actually, maybe now's the time to do it differently. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes so, sense. And Christopher Nolan doing a Bond film. But that would be interesting. It would be big. I think it would be massive. Yeah. So I'd be up for that. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. But now it's time for a season four new segment, which is called This Week in Geek. So, yeah, so we've had a theme, but now we're going to talk to you about stuff that's happening. Like, yeah, currents. Yeah. And I think, obviously, we've got to come in straight away. We've got some big Doctor Who news. We have. Yeah, because we're right. So I have been quite vocal about the fact I'm not a fan of Chris Chibnall, no. showrunner. He's leaving. We already knew that. Yeah. Him and Jodie, I'm not against Jodie, but they've got six episodes this season this year. Uh, it's all one long story. And they've got like two or three specials next year. And then it's a whole new showrunner with a whole new doctor. And who, Liam, is the showrunner? Me! No, oh. it's uh, Russell T. Davis. He's coming back. He, I mean, he brought it to us in 2005. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who gave us David Tennant as the Doctor. I Honestly, I give it six months and we'll already get people going, well, maybe they'll bring David Tennant back to rejuvenate the honestly, show, which they shouldn't do. No. We need a new person. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people, and this was being said before Russell T. Davis came back, Ollie Alexander, I think his name is. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea. I just, uh, I just don't, I just, mind from you, I've him, not, just don't really I've like not him. seen the series. It, it's a sin. I no, I also haven't. Uh, Carly has and said he's amazing. My problem is, I don't disagree with that because I've seen clips of it. Yeah. My problem is, I think he's very different style to what the Doctor is. Even like though we get a different version every time, there's still this kind of like authority to the Doctor. And I just don't see that with, 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 with him. Current comment, haven't seen, I've only seen photos. I want, I know we had it with Capaldi. Yeah. I, I don't want the moodiness, but I want an older Doctor. I, I've i said who I want now. Uh, yeah. I want Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. For me, I agree with you. For me, I would like Michael Sheen or Hugh Laurie. Those are my two choices. Uh, yeah, so I think they'd both it. be very interesting. Hugh Laurie would be good, actually. Someone, yeah. someone said that from TikTok. They suggested Hugh Laurie. But yeah, my thing is Michael Sheen. I love Michael Sheen. I know he has technically been in Doctor Who, but a lot of them have. Yeah, before uh, that would actually be, I'd be very. It actually makes it more likely somehow. I, yeah. I've been be very. Uh, I've been watching Doctor Who in the recent few years without actually looking forward to it. Yeah, my my, my I said my partner. I've never mentioned her before. Amanda is the same. She she kind of she used to be like oh, Doctor Who, but now she's kind of like oh, all right then. But actually, whilst I. 
I didn't see them going backwards. I didn't see them getting Russell T. Davies back. For right. me, it does kind of say that the BBC is worried. I think they're yeah. like, we need to revitalise this. The, we, you my, know. Yeah, my big question is, and I, yeah. is with the the step backwards in the sense of with the showrunner. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. as in the quality or anything like that. No, no. Because I'd like them to keep the cinematic element. That's the thing I was really impressed with. Actually, that's the the thing under Chibnall that I have been happy with. Visually, Doctor Who's never actually looked stunning. better. It was stunning. It was stunning. The question I have is, I wonder if, and this isn't any reflection on um, Rusty Davis, I wonder yeah. if, going back to Rusty Davis, wonder what gender or such sex, whatever the correct term is, the next Doctor will be. I, I don't know. I actually predict it won't be... I think it will be male, actually. But I reckon... That's what I'd be inclined to, only because those are the doctors we've had under Austin Davis. I mean, they might go... If they go back to it being male, it, does that mean that it did not work being female? And I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's... I don't think the sex is the reason that we haven't liked the Doctor recently. No. It, I think it's the writing. Um, like I w- I've said on podcast before, if Jodie Whittaker was staying on... In fact, actually... I know that Russell T. Davis could write Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Yeah. And I think that would work. I I don't think the Doctor will be white. Uh, I don't... I actually don't know. I think... Do you have someone that you think would be... I know who you said you want it to be. Mm. But do you have something like... You said you're not that keen on the idea of the Ollie Alexander... No, there's two other names I've seen kind of thrown around. One I do not like, and one I'm not a fan of, but only because I'm not familiar with the, the work that much. The one I don't like is, I believe, and I'm going to butcher the name, is it Michaela Cole? She just recently won an Emmy. I don't like her. I, okay. find, I find her off-putting her performances. And it's always a little bit over the top. Yeah. Um, not a fan. The other one is the lady behind Fleabag. Oh, right. For me... And I will uh, say, Fe- I can see it. I can see that one. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That's the one, yeah. I said I would rather her be the showrunner. Yeah, but if they did say, this is our Doctor, I'd be like, I'd be more confident than I was in Jodie Whittaker initially, because I know who she is. If you wanted, right, because obviously we did have the thing of... there was a showrunner million... who is the Doctor. Bam! Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Smith, whilst very different vibe to David Tennant... There wasn't a million looks wise. There wasn't a massive leap. But actually, if there is enough of a link, follow, following on from Jodie Whittaker, if they wanted to keep female and young, then actually, what about Jodie Comer? From um, Jodie Comer, actually, would be a very good choice because a lot of actors and actresses you get, like realistically, David Tennant is going to be British or Scottish. Yeah. yeah. Jodie Comer, there's no telling what accent she would be. She could be anything the plot wanted. Yeah, because we know she can do it. Yeah. Uh, if you Actually, don't know, you know what? Killing Eve. If they're going to stick with female, Jodie Comer's my, my vote. Yeah. Jodie Comer, oh. Hugh Laurie are my two official votes. And I'm only not saying Michael Sheen because he's... he. Mike, Michael Sheen is my, my top choice. Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. Uh, I still do maybe think it's not going to be a white doctor. I, d- I did also wonder if we might end up with Olivia Coleman. Well, she's finished with the crown now. That's the possibility. It could end up being Olivia Coleman. Because they've had a, they've had a young female doctor. They may go older now. I've never been a massive fan, but also, I can see it. 
she's so, actually she's got the right vibe for it. She's got the yeah. right vibe for it. Yeah. Um, and this is a wait and see job. Oh, As yeah. right, I did a blog for the Manic podcast um, a little while back, suggesting people who could be Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and somebody, and we do like it when people communicate with us. Yeah. This person basically said I was wrong, uh, and said that they were too known, unknown, weren't they? they? They said, yeah. But the thing is, it's very difficult to predict someone yeah. who's unknown. So that would be my thing. Of I went for names. Because I know who they are. <laughs> the thing is, I saw the comment. They basically said that, that you'd gone for names that are too known. That wasn't unknown. And I actually disagree with the comment. No. Pete Capaldi was known. Jodie Whittaker had been in Broadchurch. David Tennant was known. He had been he in, in stuff. He'd been in Casanova. Matt Smith wasn't as known. He'd done a couple of things. He was basically unknown. Yeah. But Christopher but, Eccleson, he was yeah. already a I, I actually think, as a statement, the Doctor is always unknown is wrong. No, that's not true. Uh, maybe not internationally known. Yeah. Um, but no, I for anyone hoping that we get tenant back, I'd love tenant back, but that's not going to happen. Uh, I think if, if we get tenant back, it needs to be like we've had before in a special summer. Well, actually, we are at the, like the 60th anniversary soon, aren't we? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Do it then. Um, and to be fair, you know, I kind of hope we do get Matt Smith and David Tennant and maybe Chris Eccleston now that he's being a bit more open to stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually get all the new who's, get them all in. That, that's all. New who's. Uh, I don't, I'm actually, for the first time for a while, quite excited for Doctor Who now. Yeah. I'm excited. Even though we have still got the series, there are the specials. Oh, my tummy's going. So. I heard that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, what other news? There is something. Um, well, I said not necessarily news. But I have now seen Shang-Chi. You have. And last time, you'd seen it, but I hadn't. I don't think you raved about it like myself and Emily have as much. <laughs> you oh, seem Emily to be a bit more picky. loves this film. I oh, liked yes, it. Yes. I think as a film, it's very good. I, yeah. I, my only issues were some, some like continuity things. I think certain little things happened, which I think were justified with a, well, yeah, it's believable it could happen like that. But um, yeah. I really like the film. I, I can't for it. I mean, th- my main real critique of it is something that I, I said to Emily on the way back to the car afterwards. My main negative of the film is something that I fully understand why they did it, and I get it. I'm not a fan of subtitles. But there is a lot of subtitles in the film. Are there a lot of subtitles? Yeah. Yeah. At least the first half of the film. Uh, um, like, for example, the side of the building fight, half of it is subtitled. You know what? I couldn't have told you that. No, but I mean, I, I like the film and I, I enjoy it, but there is a yeah. lot of subtitles. And I said, I'm not a fan of subtitles. I am not a fan of subtitles, but it makes sense because they are in their country. Yeah. Why would yeah. they be speaking English all the time? Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I, I get it completely. I really enjoyed it. One more thing on yeah. Shang-Chi. The thing I like about fantasy style films is I love seeing mythological fancy fantasy creatures yes and actually once they get, get a lot of it. spoilers and all that once we get yeah. to their place we get a load of stuff and i found that really interesting i'd like to see more of it and um, well, the joke are I... we going to be we are good going to see more. good the joke i made though to emily in, in the cinema which she didn't like was marvel know a pattern when they when they do it because this is what i'm calling the polar opposite of 
Black Panther because it's a hidden civilization. Uh, but this one doesn't rely on technology. It relies on magic. Yeah, no, I mean, fair. But I would say, controversially, Shang-Chi is way better than Black Panther. Yeah, oh no, I 100% agree. I, but yeah. I am officially putting it into the podcast. I think it should be rebranded, this film, as Shang-Chi Daddy Issues. That's, I'm, 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 I know, I, I you think... joked about that before. Legend of the I, Ten I Rings is a good one. I just don't think, I don't think, oh, it wasn't the Legend of the Ten Rings. It was, it was actually more of infamy of his father than yeah. anything. I actually yeah. think the Ten Rings were just there. Maybe, but they are obviously what... As a... It oh. should have been called uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi, The Quest for Taolo. Okay. Because that whole film was about that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what I will say the film does do, and this is a bit of a, a commentary on maybe some of the other films. The, the character of Katie is a very clever character because female sidekick, yeah. comedy sidekick, but has a purpose and actually isn't just reduced to being the comedy. And, you know, this isn't an expletive, but it's nearly there. Kick some ass. Yes, she does. She, they actually, I think she's one of the best used. Yeah. And I, I will say, I'm not personally the biggest fan of Aquafina. No, no. But, but the a... role is good. The role is good. Yes. Uh, on the whole, I think Shang-Chi as a character is a good inclusion. And I, like I did, even though I really liked the Shang-Chi film. Yeah. I want to see the mix with the other Avengers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I actually really like Ant-Man more when he's not in an Ant-Man film, when he's in other films. Yeah. Um, so actually, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Simu Liu's Shang-Chi in other places now. Yeah. Mixing it up. All right. So the thing that I keep trying to go to oh, cool, yeah. is there's a bit of a hoo-ha over at Marvel at the moment. Right. Uh, because the heirs of the writers of the comics are trying oh, yeah. to sue marvel at the moment and they're going to fail massively they are but there's always what people are panicking about because certain certain websites are misreporting and saying mm. if they win then marvel will lose spider-man and doctor strange and they won't be in movies anymore that's not happening nope. what will happen is marvel have to give some money to the heirs yeah that's basically all that's going to happen which is more of a reason why it won't happen yeah because really. you know Disney will allow that. Disney's got all of the lawyers. It's very rare you beat Disney in a legal battle. They've got all of the lawyers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... Tell you what, suing Disney, going against Disney is like that scene (laughs) in The Simpsons where Homer walks into the power plant and um, Mr. Burns is surrounded by 40 lawyers. It's just never going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Obviously, what if it's not got much left? No, we we've got two episodes left now. Yep. Um, now, some of you spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen the most recent episode, but at the end of episode seven, Ooh. we have like an Uber Ultron with his vision and all of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen like little leaked posters from the ninth and final episode of the season. You'll know there is a plan. If you thought all these episodes weren't connecting, they're definitely going to all connect. Uh, And it looks like the Watcher is going to bring his Guardians of the Multiverse together. He's going to assemble a team. He is going to assemble a team. How very Marvel. Because everyone's commented that at first, 
the watcher was very distant had yeah. no real connection to anything more in focus now isn't he it? actually outrightly talked to the the evil doctor strange at one point mm. uh but he's like properly but also he's all knowing he knows what's going on mm. but this episode which in many ways was a very throwaway episode yeah but he's like because none of the episodes have really had a happy ending no. this one he was like almost he was about to do the whole and they all lived happily ever after Hang on a sec. What's Wait, going on here? What's this about? Uh, so something's gone against. This whole Ultron business should not yeah. have happened. I know we've got another episode. Episode eight this week, I think, is going to be about Gamora. Yeah. Yeah, because that's an artwork of Gamora. Yeah. Generally. And then it looks like episode nine will be Ultron the Watcher the bringing Stones, together a team. Isn't it? I'm huh? pretty sure it's Ultron with Infinity Stones, isn't it? Yeah. Because he it. had them on him. And uh, the Watcher will bring together Party Thor and T'Challa as Star-Lord and Captain Carter. And we'll all have them as a big team. And all in my head, I'm doing the, I'd like a live action version of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, there is rumours. I, I mean, there are rumours even. Because of the success and popularity of the Zombies episode. Yeah. Seems maybe Marvel are considering a live action Marvel zombie. It'd be interesting as long as it's not the same story exactly. Because I don't just want an extended version of that. I'd like to see a more in-depth thing. But I think this is... Actually, I think think an exclusive series would be better for that. I don't know. The only reason, I wonder, because there's so many Disney Plus series that are coming out, and some of those I've gone, oh, I wish you'd done that as a film. Mm. Um, Like the whole Secret Invasion series, where scrolls are going to be other people and all that. That would have been a brilliant Avengers film. Yeah. So I'm wondering, because they've got to somehow top, they can't top Endgame. The whole Infinity War well, Endgame. And if they can, it won't be for a while. No, but I'm thinking, what if the next Avengers film is completely way out there Yeah. and is zombies? Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um, I mean, I know some people are predicting the new Avengers, some people are predicting the young Avengers or the dark Avengers. Lots of lots of predictions at the moment for the next Avengers. Obviously, Aven- uh, Avengers versus X Men is an ongoing yeah. sort of prediction. Uh, but maybe zombies. I'm going to throw it into the ring that that could be the Avengers. It'd film. be interesting. Don't it? It'd be interesting. Yeah, because I don't. It wouldn't work as an individual no. hero. No, I agree. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's better than the type we had. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, right. I don't think I have any other news at the moment. No. Um. If this isn't news, it's more of something I've watched. Yeah. Um. You. I, you it's highly unlikely you've seen this, but I'm pretty sure you definitely haven't seen it. Um. It is a series on Netflix called Squid Games. I. Ha- everyone's talking about it. I and you know what? It. I'm going to say to you, watch it. Yeah. I would say sooner than later because this is a spoilery kind of series. Right. Um, the basic concept is people who are down on their luck, normally in massive debt or are struggling, or have nothing to lose, basically, mm. are offered the chance to compete in this get these this get this game yeah. where they are taken to an unknown location and made to compete in adult sized versions of children's games. But okay. there is like a um, killer twist to everything. That's the whole point. The okay. idea is. They're told there's like going to be like six games, and if you get to the end, you get the the prize money. But for everyone who gets 
doesn't survive, more money gets added to the pot. Everyone's, everyone is worth, I think it's like a hundred million, like a, a hundred million yen. Okay. And for right. everyone that doesn't survive, that gets added to the pot. Okay. And it's very interesting. It is, um, it's dubbed. So you right, don't have okay. to do with subtitles. And that's up and down because obviously some of it's a bit distracting. But actually, I watched it in three settings just because I've, I've, the last week's been a bit hectic. Yeah. But really, really good. Um, I definitely suggest watching it because um, there's some, it's that whole thing of trying to figure out, well, how are they going to do this? Oh, how are they going to get around that? Um, and there's some how many episodes twists. Are there? Uh, nine. That's doable. It's oh. nine and they're about 40 minutes each. Give or take oh. between forty and an hour each. Really good. Definitely, just it'll be good for the tags as well. But I do think <laughs> I do think you should watch it sooner than later as well if you can, just because it is. I think. The, I mean, I say twist. It's not like like end game kind of twists, but it's yeah. there's enough stuff in there to go. Okay. I I've just recently started or restarted watching uh, Lucifer. Oh okay. I'd got I just got to season three. <laughs> and then I stopped, but now I'm like I'm yeah. two thirds. I now know that Tom Welling is Kane. Uh, Kane. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I well, didn't know that. Been in it a while for me. I haven't watched it for a, a while. To be honest, I will get uh, to it though. Carly has now started and likes, really likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, That's which I'm very happy team. about. Yeah. <laughs> Always get new convert over. Yeah. That's all good. Good, 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 good. Well, uh, I mean, I yeah. don't have anything else to report really. I don't. As we've said, James Bond, new film, last one yeah. of Daniel Craig. That comes out on the 30th. Yeah. That's sort of the big film now since Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi yeah. is number one film worldwide now. Yeah. That makes, makes sense. It makes sense. The, uh, the next Marvel film out is Eternals. Oh, really? When's that? Sorry, uh, December. Early, no, no, early November. Is it November? Yes, because we've got Spider-Man No Way Home in December. Oh, of course we have. Yeah, fair. A lot of Marvel. And yeah. actually, we say we've got a lot of Marvel this year. Next uh, year. Well, next year we've got four. The year after, we've got five Marvel films. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. Uh, it's, I think you what, it's, it's the Disney Plus series that I'm like, please don't come out at the same time. As long as you're one at a time. I and as long as not every single series that comes out has to be watched. Because that is that was that, that's that extra pressure. Because you thought... You thought What If wasn't a... Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I'm glad I've seen them. Yeah. But also, I wouldn't have forced myself. Because I was, I have put other things on the back burner that I should probably have been doing to watch, to update <laughs> in the last week. Now, the thing is, I would say, right, remember that Big Kev, and remember in Kev Trust. Oh, I do, yeah. He has said that each of the Marvel Disney Plus series are as important yeah, as a film, which I think as a business ethic is terrible because I don't I, think no, your TV stuff should be as hardcore. No, I I like it. It makes them more important. It I it's more of, of. But imagine if you weren't on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, that would be horrendous. Because the fact is, paying money to go see a film every now and then is fair. Yeah. But putting a ton of important mandatory content behind a paywall is a nasty move. Yeah, but almost everything's doing it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's everything's doing it. But it doesn't make it okay. No. <laughs> so as we think about the, the current climate of the world and how yeah. it's working, I think that's a good time to, to kind of just remind you all that go over to our Twitter. Go over yeah. to our Twitter, because anything that we've said that you can join in on a poll, so for the casting, for the showdown, 
The polls will be over on our Twitter, which is at the manic with two N's. Very, Very important. Course. We also have the uh, manic Instagram. The link to that is in the description as well, along with the Patreon yeah. and alternative links to this podcast. But if you go to this point in the podcast, you probably don't need them. Yeah, true. But we have kind of sorted out the Spotify issue. Uh, yes, although do note that if you do listen to us on podcast on uh, Spotify, it's we've got two accounts now. Yeah, I don't know why that. But one is like a dead account now. Yeah, so one is dead, up, and it ends ironically with the word test. Yeah, uh, obviously it the failed. Test, the <laughs> test was nuclear and blew yeah. up in our faces. <laughs> um, but the new manic is um, an alternative uh, multiverse that's uh, like and now coexists. Uh, well, that's good. That, that's you know how in like um, in Infinity War uh, Endgame when they go to get the um, the time stone and she shows you the different timelines branching off. We're one of the branches. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's fine. Branch reality. It's all good. But the key to all of this rambling is the links <laughs> to everything is down below in in the link tree. Yeah. Now, Tobias, as before editing, we're audio two hours. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, season four, you're going to be a long one. Season four uh, is going to be. Cool. But, you know, bigger and better. Yeah. Uh, toodles, people. Bye-bye. See you soon. Stay safe, everyone. And most importantly, stay manic. Stay manic.